You're listening to Bad Habits, a sermon series about some of the destructive behaviors that can hurt us. For more information about Elevate Church, please visit us online at www.elevatechurch.ms. We're in a series that we have titled Bad Habits, Bad Habits. Habits And the truth is, we all have habits. We have things that we habitually do. We have things that we do on a regular basis. And some of those habits that we have, uh, we have and we don't even realize it. We don't even realize that we've got those habits. Like uh, Sadie Kate, my five-year-old, she's fixing to be six. Uh, but Sadie Kate, my five-year-old, one of the things that she does every night, every night at about two o'clock, she gets into mine and Amanda's bed every night like clockwork. Uh, at two o'clock, about two o'clock, she wakes up. I don't really know if she wakes up, but she gets up. I think she's like sleepwalking sometimes. And so she comes into our room and gets in the bed. And I remember one time she walked actually to my side of the bed. And, of course, we sleep in the dark, have our lights out, but the hall light is on for the kids. And so Sadie Kate is standing right there by my side of the bed, and the light from the hallway is casting her shadow on the wall. And Sadie's just looking at me like this. And I'm like, oh my goodness, man, what's going on? Because see, I saw that movie, Children of the Corn, you know what I mean? I saw the shining, red rum, red rum. And so she's just looking at me. I'm thinking Sadie's about to kill me. So I'm like, Sadie, what's wrong? And she's just looking at me. I'm like, Sadie, are you okay? And she's just looking at me. I'm like, Sadie, what, what do you need? And she's just, she's just looking at me, man. But again, it's a habit that she has every night. She crawls into our bed. It's a habit. It's a habit. And all of us, again, we've got these We've got these habits, and so uh, some of them are, are acceptable, some of them are funny, but a lot of the habits that we have that are bad, we think are normal, and we think are okay because we look around at our society, and people in our society seem to do these things on a regular basis, and so we think it's just a part of life. And so what we've been doing is saying, well, you know what? Even though something's acceptable in society, that doesn't mean that it's acceptable to God. And so what we've done is during this series, we're going to be praying a prayer every week. It's the same prayer that David prayed in Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. David said this. He says, search me, O God. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out in me anything that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. As we continue into a new year, what we're doing is we're asking God to point out in us anything that might offend him, anything that might be wrong in our life. And we're doing it because we want God to lead us in the everlasting life, lead us along the everlasting path. That's why we're doing that. And so today, uh, since we're ready for God to point out anything in us uh, that might be wrong, what I want you to do is look at your neighbor and say, this one's for you. Yeah, y'all got to do say this message is for you. Make sure you're listening. Tell them that, okay? So this is for this is for you. Make sure that it's not for you. It's for them. That's what you need to you need to tell them. And so today, what I want to do is I want to talk to you about the bad habit of gossip. The bad habit of gossip. Yeah, gossip. Uh, the truth is, there are some people that if they weren't allowed to gossip, they wouldn't be able to talk at all. It's true. It's true. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that if you don't like the message and you don't agree with me, you can gossip about me later. I give you permission to, to do that. Uh, but again, we're asking God to search our hearts. And so as we start out, let me just ask, 
How many of you have ever been gossiped about? Someone gossiped about you. Someone was talking about you. Somebody was lying on you. Maybe they were even telling the truth, but you know, somebody was gossiping about you. If you've ever been gossiped about, you know how painful that really can be. And, and you might not believe this, but something I've learned is that if you're going to be a pastor, uh, you got to have thick skin because people really are going to gossip about you, and, and it comes with the job. And believe it or not, I've actually had people who weren't aware of who I am uh, gossip about me to my face. I remember uh, several several years ago, uh, I, was, I was wearing a, a bracelet similar to one of these that I've got. Uh, it's not one of these, but it said, I am saved is basically what it said. And so I was out eating at a restaurant and right here in town, and this, the waitress, this girl, said, oh, I like your bracelet. What does it say? I said, it says, I am safe. She goes, that's cool. Where'd you get it? And I said, well, I got it at my church. And she said, oh, really? What church do you go to? And I said, I go to Elevate Church. And when I said that, she kind of lifted her head back. And she, you know, because that's what we do when we're about to gossip. You know what I mean? We go, oh. And so she said, oh, I've heard about that church. And I said, really? What, what, have, you, what have you heard? And she said, well... She said, I heard that the preacher there is so mean. I heard he is so mean, and I heard he doesn't preach the Bible, and I heard that he just causes all these problems, and I actually heard that his church was a cult. And I said, what? Really? You heard that? I said, man, I need to know that because if the preacher's really like that, I might want to get out of there. You know what I mean? And so I said, I said here's the thing. I, I don't really know about any of that, but ever since I started going to Elevate, I love it. That's what I told her. I said, so maybe you ought to come and check us out on a Sunday morning. And she said, well, maybe. And I said, if you come, you can sit by me. And so I keep hoping that one day she's going to walk in those doors and then I'm going to stand up to preach and she's going to go, you know what I mean? She's like, oh my goodness, what did I really, what did I really say? I mean, but you know what I mean? I could tell you other similar stories and I'm sure you've got stories that are very similar in your own life, but our society, man, we are fascinated with gossip. That's why magazines like the National Enquirer and people do so well. If you listen to Y101 every morning, they got the Hollywood Minute. What's going on in Hollywood? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just me? Uh, pray for me? I mean, but you know what I mean? That's what people do. They want to know, uh, guess who's getting divorced? Guess who cheated on who with the nanny? I mean, people want to say, hey, you know what I heard? And, and actually, again, we're, we're kind of all interested in gossip. When you see two people that are kind of talking softly, kind of whispering, what do you try to do? Eavesdrop, right? You put those ears in sonar mode. Doot, doot. You're trying to hear what they are saying. Man, what are they talking about? What are they saying? And, and so we're all like, man, did you hear what happened? Did you hear what happened over here? This is what I heard. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. That's what we say. And so we think that gossip's, gossip is not really a big deal. We think that. We really do. But let's look at what God's Word says about gossip. In Proverbs chapter 6, Verse 16, here's what the Bible says. It says, there are six things that the Lord hates. There are seven that are detestable to him. So there are seven things, again, that, that are just detestable to God that, that he hates and he can't stand. And if you keep on reading in that same chapter, verse 19 says, a false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Translation, God can't stand a gossip. 
He doesn't like someone who pours out lies. He doesn't like someone who's constantly trying to stir up conflict with, with people. He detests gossip. Now, why in the world is gossip on such a short list of things that God detests? I mean, seven things. Of the seven things, this is one of the things that God detests. How did it, how did it make it to his, his top seven list? Because the thing of the matter is, or think about it, if you and I were to come up with a list of seven things that we hate, seven things that we detest, I mean, gossip probably wouldn't be on there, right? We might say, well, I detest country music. I mean, I just hate it. We might say, man, I detest cats. I hate it. We might say, I detest broccoli, even if there's cheese on there, man. It is gross. We might say, man, I hate war. I hate injustice. I hate a thief. We might collectively, again, come up with a, a large list of things, but really would gossip be on our top seven list? Probably not. But for God, there it is. And why? Why does God hate gossip so much? Well, see, I believe one of the reasons is parents, you know, if you've got a child, you know, it's okay for other people to talk bad about you, right? It's okay for other people to talk bad about you and maybe gossip about you. But when somebody starts talking bad about your child, right? When somebody starts gossiping about your child, that's when we're ready to fight, right? I've seen girls, I've seen women take their earrings off. You know what I mean? I've seen men get up in your grill. You better not talk about my kid. We don't like it when people talk about our kid. If you talk about my child, I don't even care if it's, if it's true what you were saying, but if you talk about my child in a negative light, man, it fires me up. Well, did you know that you and I are made in the image of God? We really are. We're made in God's image. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, the Bible says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, the Bible says, This is God speaking. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Well, just how you don't like it when someone talks about your child, God doesn't like it when somebody else is talking about his children. And so when you are talking negatively about someone, that's what you're actually doing. That's what I'm actually doing. So again, maybe that's one of the reasons why God hates gossip. But even though gossiping is wrong, even though gossiping really is a sin, gossiping is so attractive to us. It really is. The Bible even comments about this fascination that we have with gossip. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8, the Bible says, The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts like choice morsels morsels. I mean, you know what I mean? It's the good stuff. It does something to us when we hear some good, juicy gossip. And last week when we talked about lying, what we did was we tried to take lying to a deeper level and we tried to discover why we really do lie. Why? What is our motive for lying? And I really hope to do the same thing with the sin of gossip today because have you ever really thought about that? Why do you gossip? Why do I gossip? Why do we gossip? What drives us to do that? Some people gossip because it makes them feel important. You say, well, Robert, what's wrong with wanting to feel important? What's wrong with that? Well, I'm glad you asked because the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 3, it says, do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility consider others as what? More important than yourself. 
Don't try to make yourself feel important is what the Bible is saying. Try to make other people feel important. Would you want someone saying about you what you are saying about this other person? Again, consider them as more important than you are. Some people gossip because it makes them seem important, but some people also gossip because it makes them feel better about themselves. See, the truth is we all got problems. Look at the person sitting next to you and say, you got problems. And say, yeah, you do too. Now tell the person who told you, you got problems. They got problems. You know what I mean? Because you just told me I got problems. We've got to fight. But I mean, we all got problems, right? We all got issues. And so when we hear, when we hear some gossip about somebody, here's what we usually say. I mean, I, I'm not perfect, you know, but can you, I would never do what they did, right? I'm not perfect, but can you believe what they did? I mean, I got problems, but look at what they did. I mean, it makes us feel better about ourselves. So some people gossip because it makes them feel important. Some people gossip because it makes them feel better about themselves. But some people gossip because they're miserable in their own life. It's true. You ever been around somebody that was just miserable all the time? I have. I have. And people who are like that, you know what they want? They want to talk bad about other people so that they can cause that person to join the miserable train, right? You, if you talk, nobody, again, nobody here likes to be gossiped about. And so when we gossip about other people, it, it really does something to them as well. So there are a lot of reasons why we gossip, but I want you to know that there's not one good reason. There's not one good reason why we gossip. In fact, gossip is a reflection of our sinfulness and the darkness that is in our own hearts. And yes, everybody may do it, but that does not mean that it's pleasing to God. That does not mean that it's acceptable to God. And as followers of Christ, we've been called to live a different kind of life. As followers of God, we're not supposed to be conformed to the image of this world. As followers of God, we are supposed to live lives that, again, are pleasing to our Creator. So how do we overcome the sin of gossip? How do we overcome it? Well, see, the Bible also gives us the answer to that. And so we're going to look at what the Bible says. But what, the way we're going to do it is we're actually going to ask ourselves three questions when it comes to the conversations that we're having to other people. If you're keeping notes, you want to write them down. The first question that you and I can ask ourselves when it comes to the conversations that we are having is this. Is my conversation helpful or is it hurtful? Is my conversation helpful or is it hurtful? See, in Ephesians chapter 4, we read uh, some words from a guy by the name of Paul. Well, if you don't know Paul, Paul was previously known as Saul. And when Paul was Saul, uh, Saul really said some negative things about Christians. He really said some destructive things about Christians. But he meets Christ. And Christ changes his name. And Christ changes his perspective. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, here's what Paul says. He says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. In Proverbs chapter 16, we've looked at Proverbs several times already this morning, but Proverbs was written by Solomon. Solomon is known as the wisest man who has ever lived. And Solomon says this, in, in, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 27 through 28, he says this, scoundrels, isn't that a fun word? Scoundrels, scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Is my conversation helpful or is it 
hurtful. And what I want you to do is I want you to be honest because I have to be honest in my own life as well. See, as a pastor, I cannot afford to be known as a gossip. You know why? Because one of my God-given responsibilities is to kind of kind of kind of hear people's intimate details, to shepherd them through problems and issues. And if I'm going to do that successfully, that means that I can't be known as a gossip, but neither can you. Neither can you. Because gossip causes separation, separates friends, it separates people. And you and I have not been given the, the ministry of separation. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And so you say, well, Robert, I, I don't gossip about people. I don't gossip about people. Well, if you would say that, then you should have been here last week when we talked about lying because you are a liar. You are a liar. See, you might not think that you gossip, and the reason why you don't think you gossip is because we kind of we disguise gossip, right? We camouflage gossip. See, see, sometimes somebody might ask you, what do you think of so-and-so? What do you think of old Bubba over there? And we'll say, oh, I love Bubba. He's so nice. He's so kind. But he don't know how to raise his kids, man, because they run around like banshees. And he obviously don't know how to treat his wife, but I love Bubba. He's so nice. And the person who's hearing that is going, wait, 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 what, what, what? They want to know more, right? They want to know more. So we, we kind of disguise gossip in compliments. Uh, another way that we disguise gossip is through prayer requests. You know what I'm saying? We really do, man. Uh, man, I, I, I was a youth pastor years ago at a Baptist church, and on Sunday evenings, they used to take prayer requests from the floor. And there was this one lady, man, I remember, she used to stand up all the time, and she'd give information that should not have been given in public. She'd say, Pastor, we need to pray for Sister Lulu. I'm making, that, I'm making up that, that name, Sister Lulu. We need to pray for Sister Lulu because ever since she got that boyfriend, her car's always over at his house. And, and I saw his car there last night, and it was still there when I went to bed. And when I woke up the next morning, his car was still there. So we need to pray that God will deliver her out of that life of sin because God don't like us living in filth. I'm sitting here going, oh, my goodness. Man, that lady better not go walk in her yard. Squirrels are going to eat her. She's nuts. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. You can't, be, you can't do that. It's the truth, pastor. I mean, I can't, I can't even believe that. But seriously, even if what that lady was saying is true, it doesn't mean that everything that's true should be said. Right? Even if what someone is saying is true, it doesn't mean that everything that is true needs to be said. We need to ask ourselves if our conversation is helpful or if it's hurtful. So the second question you and I need to ask ourselves when we're having questions or when we're having conversations with people is not only is our conversation helpful or is it hurtful, but the next question is this: Are we making private matters public? Are we making private matters public? Again, Solomon, the wisest man who has ever lived, says in Proverbs chapter 11, verses 12 through 17, he says, It is foolish to belittle one's neighbor. A sensible person keeps quiet. A sensible person keeps quiet. And what that actually means is the translation there, the translation is there, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut, right? And he goes on to say this. He says, A gossip goes around telling Secrets. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. See, when we hear something sometimes, how many of y'all just be honest? Say, there have been times in your life when you've heard something and you say, Man, I can't wait to tell somebody, I can't wait to tell so and so. 
Y'all don't want to admit it, bunch of sinners. Come on, lying last week, right? Oh, I can't wait to tell so-and-so what I just heard. I can't wait to tell all these people this. And Facebook, social media, man, has caused this, man, it's just it's to blow up, man. See, if you heard something about somebody years ago, you might pick up the phone and tell two or three people, you know, but you would never literally call 500 people. That would take you forever. Am I right? But now on social media, because of Facebook, all you got to do is, is, is post a status, and it goes out to everybody. It goes out to hundreds, thousands of people. You, your friends, your people, if you're friends with somebody, what you put is going to show up on somebody else's news feed because they're friends with, with you, because they're friends with them. I mean, you know what I mean? It just goes out to all sorts of people. There are a few people on my friend list. And if this is you, I'm sorry. But uh, there are a few people on my prayer list, in, or my prayer list, friends list. They are on my prayer list, too. But they do this type of thing all the time, man. They'll say something like, I told you your man was, was, was messing around on you. You should have listened to me when I told you. And then you'll look at those comments, and there'll be like 20 people. Who, 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 who? Sound like a bunch of owls. You know what I mean? Who, who, who? And so they're like, private message me the details. Private message me the details. We do that because a lot of times we want to make private matters public. We really do. But listen to me. If someone's man is messing around on them and the woman knows it, she's already devastated. She's already devastated. And you putting it out on blast like that, that just humiliates the person that is experiencing that even more. We don't need to participate in that type of trash. We don't. Why, Pastor? Well, really, there are two reasons. The first reason is because we're supposed to protect others. We really are. We're supposed to protect others. But the second reason is because we're supposed to protect ourselves. We really are. How many of y'all ever gossiped about somebody, and then later on you heard that gossip you said wasn't true? Just me? Okay, me and Jay back there, a couple of y'all. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we hear things, and we tell things, and then we're like, oh, my bad. But we don't ever go out back and correct it. And so we need to protect our self because we want people to see that we are trustworthy people. Again, Solomon, the wisest man to have ever lived, says this in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 9. He says, when arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you'll never regain your good reputation. If you gossip, you will never regain your good reputation. That's what God's word says. So is my conversation helpful or is it hurtful? Am I making private matters public? And the third question that we're going to ask ourselves this morning is this. Am I allowing others to gossip? Am I allowing others to gossip? Now, when you were a kid, how many of you enjoyed getting in trouble? Nobody, right? Uh-oh, a couple people are like, yeah, I loved it. Well, I don't know many kids that ever, like, enjoyed getting that whooping. You know what I'm saying? My, my, I, I just don't know anybody who really enjoyed that. And when I was coming up, man, my sister used to blame all the stuff bad that she did on me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody say, oh, I had a rough childhood. My sister's here today. Pray for her. Uh, and so, 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 I mean, but, you know, nobody really likes getting in trouble for things that they didn't really do. But sometimes we do. We get in trouble for things that we didn't. Do And some people think this. They think, well, you know what? As long as I'm not gossiping, I'm not doing anything wrong. As long as I'm not sharing what I have heard, I'm not doing anything wrong. But I want you to see what God's Word says. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 4 says this. Wrongdoers. Everybody say wrongdoers. That's a fun word. Wrongdoers. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. 
Liars pay close attention to slanders. Wrongdoers what? Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. If you are willing to listen to gossip, guess what? You are a wrongdoer. You are a wrongdoer. It's not just, it's not just uh, uh, wrong for you and I to speak gossip. It's wrong for you and I to listen to it. Why? Because what you actually permit, you promote. What you permit, you, you promote. If you listen to it, you are actually participating in it. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. So if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I've got to tell you about so-and-so. I need to tell you this. I need to tell you, you that. We need to draw a line. And we need to say, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm not going. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not going to allow you to do that because if I, if I really permit it, I'm actually promoting it. And besides, just real practically, have you ever thought about this? If somebody will gossip to you, they'll gossip about you. They really will. If somebody will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. So really there are three ways that you and I can respond to somebody when they're coming up to us and gossiping. Uh, the first way is in a loving way. The second way is in a direct way. And the third way is really give them attitude. And so if you want to know how those really look, the way that you and I respond in a very loving way is if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, uh, you, need to, you need to hear what I heard about this person over here. We need to say, hey, you know what? If, if so-and-so heard us talking about them behind their back. I don't think they would appreciate it. And we want to be a good friend to them because we want them to be a good friend to us. So why don't we talk about something else? That's a loving way to respond. But if you want to respond in a very direct way, some people are direct. Here's a direct way. Hey, if you've got a problem with them, you really should go talk to them directly. In fact, that's what Matthew chapter 18 says. And I know that you want to follow what God's word says. That's a direct way. To, to respond, right? But then you can respond with attitude too. And I know there's some people in here who like to respond with attitude. And so what you say, when somebody comes up gossiping to you, you say, oh, hold up. No, 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 you ain't. Because if you're willing to gossip to me, you're going to gossip about me. And I ain't doing it. So you give them three snaps in the Z formation. You know what I'm saying? That's how you respond with attitude. That's what you do. Seriously, you and I need to realize that God has called us to live a different kind of life. God has called us to a higher standard. And so we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We should not pattern our life after the patterns of this world. And I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. I'm almost done. But what I want you to know is that there is power in our words. There's power in our words. Again, Solomon, the wisest man to have ever lived, says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, he says, life and death are in the power of our tongue. Life and death. We need to think about that. And if that's not enough to really put the fear of God into what you're saying, I want you to see something else. In Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 through 37, it might not be on the screen. But I want you to see this. These are words of Jesus. Write them down. Check them out later. Matthew 12, 36 through 37. It says, but I tell you that everyone, you, me, the person sitting in front of you, the person sitting behind you, the person sitting beside you, Jesus says, I tell you that everyone, everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. 
Wow. Wow. Every word? Jesus said, every word. And he doesn't stop there. Look at what he says. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Our words matter. And so every time we're speaking of someone else, we need to be speaking well. We, we need to be caught saying things that are helpful and not hurtful. We need to be caught believing the best in individuals. We need to be, we need to be people who are part of the problem or who are part of the solution and not the problem and, and tearing people down. We need to make sure that our words are kind and encouraging. We need to make sure that we are speaking life into people's lives again because there is power in our words. And truly what you and I need to understand is that when we speak, when we speak, we are reflecting a God who spoke. Think about that. When God created this world, how did he do it? He spoke. Why? Because there is power in our words. There is power in our words. And to summarize Christianity up, the gospel, the gospel is good news. The, it's good news. And so you and I need to make sure that our words are not, are not vessels for bad news and pain and, and hurt. You and I need to make sure that our words are vessels for good news, for truth and grace and love. And so when someone comes up to you and they want to gossip and they think it's not a big deal, you've got to know in your heart that it is a very big deal because our words are powerful and God detests a gossip. So as we continue in 2017, we need to do our best to kick the bad habit of gossip because, again, God's called us to a different way of life. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, I don't know where you're at in your spiritual walk, but I wonder today, I wonder today if there's someone here who seems like all their life somebody has gossiped about them. And their words have hurt you. Even if they were true, they have hurt you. And you find yourself wondering if you really matter, if you're really lovable. Well, I want you to know today that you do matter and that you are lovable. In fact, God loved you so much that he sent his only son to die on Calvary's cross for you. For you. And today he wants to restore you. Today he wants you to step into a relationship with him. Today he wants you to be saved because it's not, it's not important what other people say about you. It's important what God says about you. And today God is saying you are chosen, you are valuable, you are loved. And so if you're here today and you know that you need to accept what God is saying, you know that you need to give him your heart and life, you know you need to be saved, I'm going to ask right where you are that you lift your hand because I want to pray for you. Amen. 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 You know you need to be saved. Amen. A lot of hands. I'm telling you. God loves you. And so if you raise your hand right where you are, I'm going to ask that you repeat after me. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me.
Lord, it's not true what the enemy says. You are truth. And today, I realize you love me in spite of what others might say about me. But I repent today for all of my sins. I confess you as Lord and Savior. And I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can be who it is that you've called me to be. God, I need to focus on you. I need to hear from you. And so I pray that I would walk ever so close. Thank you for saving me. Make me into a new creation, a new person, because that's what your word promises you will do. Father, I also want to pray for each and every person in this room, people who have been talked about, maybe people here who have talked bad about others. Father, help us really to realize that our words are so, so powerful. Help us to realize that the things that we say about others, we can never take back. And so help us to be people who speak truth, but speak truth in love. Help us, Father, to help people see who they are in you. Help us to be your people. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, would you guys stand and join us as we sing about how much God loves us? We'd like to thank you for listening and encourage you to visit our website at www.elevatechurch.ms so you can learn more about being blessed and blessing others at Elevate Church.